I wonder how many people are going to hear this. If no one listens, did the podcast actually happen? Oh, forget it, forget it, forget it, forget it. Welcome to the very first episode of Unqualified and Uneducated. I am your host for today, and hopefully for many, many, many more episodes. My name is Robert Cleveland, and welcome to the Unqualified and Uneducated Podcast. Here at the Unqualified and Uneducated Podcast, we hope to give you our unqualified and uneducated opinion on all things sports, movies, TV, anime, or anything that's fun and interesting. You know, anything that myself or the other hosts and you guys, yes, you guys, the listeners, the viewers, you know, whatever you guys find that's interesting, email us on our, or leave a comment on our Instagram page, Facebook page. We're going to get the Twitter rolling, SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere you guys, anywhere where you guys hear us and you guys listen to us or where you find us, leave a comment. Tell us what you guys want to hear, what you want to talk about. We want to make this podcast a place where, you know, people that just want to discuss can come and have a discussion. And hopefully when we get really rolling, we can have you guys on the podcast. That way you guys can discuss, argue, agree with us live, which would be super dope. So without further ado, let's get to some topics. But first, I want to talk about why the podcast, why the podcast is named Unqualified and Uneducated. I decided to name this podcast Unqualified and Uneducated because the statements that are made on this podcast are are unqualified and uneducated in their purest essence. The people on this podcast, including myself, have never played any professional sport, directed a movie, made a TV show, made an album, sung. Nobody. We don't have that kind of talent. But what we are are people who love sports, love music, love movies, love TV, love anime. And we like to have discussions. And we just thought we can, you know, record them, put them out there as a podcast, have a little fun with it, get some people, hear some other people's opinions and make this you know make it a platform a fun platform so if you hear anything on this podcast that you don't agree with and the reason why you don't agree with it is because we never played before or we've never done this or that and we wouldn't understand it you know you're probably right <laughs> i tell you the truth like you're probably right about everything but at the same time you can come here and just if you like what we like what we say you like it if you don't you don't but just know that we know that we're unqualified to make these statements and we know we are uneducated in this field of no knowledge so you don't even need to tell us because we already know and yeah we're probably trash too so you don't need to tell us that we're trash either just you know cop a listen and see if you like it or not if you don't tell us what we can fit we, we what we can work on and then we'll try to fix it and if we can't fix it Oh, man, just lie to us and tell them we're, we're good anyway. Just lie to us. So let's talk about some topics today. Today's agenda is going to be pretty straightforward. I don't want to go in too deep in a discussion without the other hosts just so we can have more opinions. But some things I want to talk about today are a little bit of the NBA Finals. I know it's, what, two or three days removed. It's over. We can all put that behind us, but I still want to just highlight highlight some things, talk a little bit about the NBA draft. I think uh, the Raptors and the Pistons have both had their head coaching 
searches completed. They both have their head coaches, so I want to talk, get a little bit about that on, and you know, talk a little bit about some music and some movies, and then call it a day. So the first thing on the agenda was the NBA Finals. I mean, is there anything left to say about it? I just feel that, and I'll be going on more into this, I didn't think that the Cavs could win, but I definitely thought that they would play better. I thought the Cavs would lose in six six games, which was fair. Uh, I gave one game to LeBron's brilliance, and I felt that they could have, have grabbed one game in Cleveland just with the players being at home and the strength of the crowd carrying them through, plus LeBron James's brilliance. But that did not happen. Game one, I really feel that they, the Cavs were, were robbed. Uh, the charge block, that was a bang-bang play, and they called it a charge originally, and there wasn't enough for them to to reverse it. Or I, I thought that there wasn't enough for them to reverse that call, but apparently there was. And I just felt the reason that they went back for the replay was a little bs if that's a word or if that's anything it was it was a little it was a little butch league in a sense that they their whole reason for the whole reason for going back and looking at that play was to see if he was outside of the restriction restricted area and he was so he was he was well outside of the restricted area so there was no need for them to re, you know check that play out even it was just a bang bang play they could have gone either way that happened George Hill missing the free throw happened, and then the infamous play from the Henny God himself, J.R. Smith. <laughs> that, that, that happened too. So, you know, they lost game one. And I felt like after seeing that game, you know, LeBron James, his soul was just crushed. Game two, they're in it in the first half, lose that as expected. Game three, they are ahead. The whole they're they're pretty much ahead the whole game, and it was it was it was so much like last year's game three where they were it, they were in control the entire time, and I felt that LeBron James would pull it out. I felt like LeBron, Kyrie, I felt like they had enough to pull out the game, but the Warriors just came back late in the fourth, and Katie hits that shot over LeBron and it's over, and coincidentally. KD does that again this year, almost in the same exact spot. But there was something a little weird about Game 3. And I, I I have to tell you the truth. I felt like LeBron quit in Game 3. They It was just so, it was so weird seeing Kevin Love. The last two plays before the game was really out of, out of hand. Kevin Love had the last two possessions, if I remember correctly. I think LeBron came down and shot a, a, a three and like hit the side of the rim or he airballed, and then they can they come back down. Kevin Love backs down Iggy, Iggy gets a strip, but it's called a foul. I thought it was a clean strip, and he goes to free throw line. So I was like, okay, they're you know that saves a little time off the clock. They can reset, but then they come back down again, and then Kevin Love goes to the post again and gets stripped by Iggy again. They call it clean this time. And then I think Steph comes down and hits the first three of the game. I can't remember correctly, but it was it's something 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 on the lines of that. But I was just thinking, man, what is going on with LeBron? Like you can't 
if you if LeBron James is on your team, and he's having one of the best closing seasons or closing posts, like he's closing uh, out games the best he's ever have in his career in this in these playoffs, and so you have this this level of of cerebralness that's at a high level where he can you know close out games you know issue that he had earlier in his career. You, if you have this player on your team and he's the greatest player in the world, Kevin Love is not the person that should be closing out games. I'm just, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't accept that Kevin Love is the closer. I can understand if it was Kyrie because Kyrie was that, that was his role when he was with the Cavs as the assassin. But this year it has to be all in LeBron, and I just was disappointed. I was actually frustrated to see that because this is who is supposed to be challenging Michael Jordan for the greatest of all time, and he's not closing out the game. And I think there was a play where he tried to pass it into George Hill, and at at the at, he tried to pass it into George Hill at one point. It was congested down low under the basket. The ball was stolen, and I'm just like, you can't. Like I was just disappointed in that, and it was really frustrating for me because I like LeBron. I don't think he's better than Jordan. I do think that. He gets a lot of hate. Um, some of it's rightfully so because he tries to control the narratives. But I just, you know, you know, I feel for the guy. I, 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 I want him to go out on a high note. I didn't want him to go out and get swept like this. And and it happened. So now the LeBron James sweet stakes is now in full effect. And I have, I have some interesting – I don't actually – they're probably not even interesting. I think everyone had the same opinions. Actually, scratch that. I have my opinions on you know where I think LeBron James is going to end up. I'd like to discuss that with some of the guys and have them on the podcast and see what they think and try to you know collaborate with those guys when they come on. Hopefully, we can get that going soon. But I think the main places where he has the best shot of winning would obviously be in two places. San Antonio and Houston. I would say Houston because of the the talent level of Chris Paul and James Harden. That that help that would help him because LeBron likes to play with other high caliber players and he's been successful with high other high caliber players. And also San Antonio because there's a high caliber coach there, high caliber player, and high caliber system. The only problem with both of those destinations are the system. Can LeBron Stop playing the LeBron James style system where it's just almost an AAU, I get the ball, you guys run and try to get open system to playing in pop system where there's more ball movement or there's more off ball movement and there's more equal opportunity. And and then in the Rockets where it's a three-point shot or layup type of system, can he switch his game to fitting those? LeBron James has the greatest IQ in the game, so I don't doubt that he can do that. But, you know, 15, well, 16 years now. It's going to be his 16th year in in the NBA. Can he change the way he plays? Is that possible? Can an old dog learn new tricks? That's the real question for this offseason. And I think that, I don't know if he can. Can he, instead of being LeBron, the GM, the coach, the, the equipment manager, the (laughs) <laughs> the the hot dog maker, the valet, can he drop all the roles that he has and just become an NBA player for the first time in his career? Like he's never just been an NBA small forward. He's always been the offense. 
can he stop being the offense to become a player? And I don't know if he can. It would ha- it would have to happen for it to work in the, with the Rockets or the Spurs. So I feel like the best spot for him to go and to keep on doing the same thing he's been doing is for him to go to the Lakers, which I actually am pretty excited to for him to go to the Lakers because I just want to see... Sorry about that. I just got a text message and it kind of messed up my whole recording thing. I told you this, this is a little, this is a busted up operation. So <laughs> bear with the uh, technical difficulties. But I thank you for that. But uh, like as I was saying, I, I I really want him to go to Lakers because I want to see how Lakers the Laker fans are gonna react to having LeBron there. Yeah, they're gonna be all excited and happy they got LeBron. But are they going to be championing him, championing him as the greatest of all time? Because I feel like before the Warriors fans were, you know, the great enemy of LeBron, or LeBron was the the, the person that they they kind of digged at the most. It was Lakers fans because they were always in the 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 greatest player in the NBA currently and the greatest player of all time. They're always against LeBron on that end. It was always Kobe over LeBron. Kobe's better. LeBron's never played Kobe in the finals. So I want to see how they're going to react to, you know, defending LeBron and also bigging up LeBron because when you, you know, when LeBron is your franchise player, you 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 have to, you know, kind of exalt him to that level. You have to champion him. And I want to see all the Lakers fans, I want to see how they how they backtrack on everything that they that they've ever said. Because, like I said, Lakers fans have always been the most ardent LeBron haters before the Warriors and before, you know, he went to Miami and it was the Cavs fans and he went back and then the the Miami fans started to hate him a little bit. It's always been Lakers fans that hated that's have hate that's hated LeBron the most. So I can't wait to see that. But uh, back to my other point, um, yeah, LeBron James would go to the Lakers. He he would have assets to trade. He'd have Paul George coming. Maybe they could get Kawhi in a trade. Maybe not. So I feel like LeBron would it would be the best system for him to go to because he would be able to have that level of control that he would definitely not he would not have in San Antonio and he most likely wouldn't have it in Houston because for all intents and purposes James Harden is 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 the Rockets. He is the franchise guy. And Chris Paul is also there, so you have two ball dominant guys. So it's, it's it's interesting to see when the LeBron James free the sweepstakes starts. It's, it's interesting to see how that plays out, you know, because he's the domino that affects everything. You know, he would affect if you know Paul George goes or not, which is interesting because Paul George might not even leave OKC. So you know that that there's that to think about. So that's just I just want to talk about it a little bit. I got some guys that are coming on that have a. Uh, that have been really following this and they really want to have their opinions and we can discuss that. And then, so we'll, we'll do it at a later point. So moving on to the NBA draft, that is June 21st. I believe it's Thursday. It's always on Thursday. And I got to say, I think, uh, uh, Deontay Ayton is going number one. I feel the Suns would be foolish to not draft him number one. And there's a possibility possibility of that happening just because they are the Suns and they have made some questionable decisions. 
But I can't judge them because I'm from Sacramento and I follow the Kings. I'm a huge Kings follower, so like I know all about foolish decisions and mistakes. So I can't really judge another franchise for that. But I just I feel like you know in this draft, if you're in the top four or five, if you come out of the draft without a big. I just think it might be a mistake. You know, I see Luka Donich, his highlights, and I see the things that he's able to do, and I do think they're good. And I, He's only 19. I feel like he could be a good player, but I just don't. I don't know if there's something. I don't know if it's whether I think he's slow or the talent's not there. I just don't think he's that athletic, and I understand you don't have to be super a superhuman athlete to be in the NBA, but there's something about him that, there, there's question marks and I mean th- that opinion is not unjustified as seeing as he's somewhat slipping in the draft I think I don't know but it could be a smoke screen I don't know why it would be but uh, I think the Kings came out the Kings and the math came out they both said they're willing to move down they want to move down and who knows if that's a smoke screen or not but I don't know why it would be uh, you just just make your trades do what you're going to do but, you know, the Kings had just worked out Marvin Bagley, and it seems like, you know, that would be a good fit. Um, and then the Mavericks. Only the, the, the team the team that I definitely see drafting Luka are, is the, the Memphis Grizzlies because they already have their center. Like, unless they're going to trade Marcus Gasol, um, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon. And they still have Mike Conley on con- under contract. I feel like Luca could come in there and help them win much easier than he could come in and help the Phoenix Suns or the Kings or the or Atlanta win, because he's he has a game that would definitely help out older players because he's looking to make the pass and things like that. Um, other players are like the players on the Kings; they're still looking for their role. Same thing with the the Suns, but I feel like having a player like Luca who has a defined role. I feel like he's I feel I feel that he's the most NBA ready as far as skills and mental, the his mental process. He's the most NBA ready, just because he's played professionally. I think for three years now, so you know I see him going to the Grizzlies. But you know, like you never know because the Suns, their coach was his coach back in their home country. Uh, I don't want to butcher it or to say it wrong. I think either they're Slovenian. Um, I might be wrong, but my apologies. But I think they, when they both were in Slovenia, the head coach of the, or the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns was Luka's head coach back there. And But there's also Vladi that had, Vladi has ties. Um, Vladi and Peja, you know, they're all of them, Bogdan, Bogdanovich, Vladi, Peja, Luka, they're all from that area. So I can definitely see Vladi, drafting him and Vladi has been scouting him for a while now so I, I can see him going to the I, I can see him going second to the Kings definitely see that um I don't really see him going to the Hawks because the Hawks are still trying to figure out what they have um I don't know if they in there hasn't been much feelers going out that has pointed to them wanting Luka but you never know you never know what could happen so that's just a little bit on the draft I feel like you know, as we get closer to the to June twenty first, 
more things will come out, you know, kind of point us in the direction of who's more interested in what player and who's going where and if there's trades to be had. But I think that, you know, I think number number one's for sure, Deontay Aiden is going to the Suns, barring anything catastrophic as far as injury or something that wasn't evident earlier, I think the Suns will draft uh, Aiden. And after that, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting with the Kings and the Mavs ruling the trade down. One second, what what are the Mavs doing if they're trading down? What 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 is their game plan? Are they trying to compete? Are they rebuilding? You know, they're keeping Dirk on. Dirk's not really the player he used to be anymore. And Harrison Barnes is that your franchise? Is that your leader? You have Dennis Smith. Are you trying to build around Dennis Smith? What are the Mavs doing? If someone could leave a comment and let me know, like. I'm not sure if I understand what's going on. Are they just trying to get the best talent available? I think that if I were Mark Cuban, I would be trying to rebuild through the draft at this moment. You know, keep that, I think they're fifth, keep that fifth overall pick and try to get the best player available. I think at that time it would most likely be, you know, what's his name? It would most likely be Michael Porter Jr. maybe. Or maybe they go after a Jaron Jackson or a Mo Bamba, whoever's available of those guys, I would go after him. I really unless they're unless they want to trade down to I don't know, maybe the Clippers and get that sec that twelfth and thirteenth pick and get two players instead of one. You know, what who knows? We'll we'll see and we'll hear some more as it comes out. In other news, Nick Nurse has been hired as the new head coach of the Toronto Raptors. He was the assistant under Dwayne Casey for the past five years, and he has many years uh, experience as a head coach in the D-League, or once the D-League, now G-League. And I think he even won some GD-League championships. I think one or two. So this guy has the qualifications to step in. You know, I think he's next up in line. He's ready to take that challenge. But my only question is, is this the right move? What I mean by that is, I, I, I have a question of, is the coaching really the issue? I mean, I don't know if it's the coaching. I, it might be the players. I don't think DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry strike me as players that are leaders. And you have, you have two guys that kind of shake under the pressure. Like Kyle Lowry last year had to leave a game in the conference finals. No, sorry, not conference finals, semifinals. He had to leave a game in the semifinals against the uh, the, the, the Cavs to decompress. Uh, the moment was just too much. And this year, DeMar DeRozan sort of imploded. And I just feel like it's not the coach. It wasn't Dwayne Casey's fault that the Raptors didn't make it. It was the players. And to me, that's evident. And seeing that the Pacers, who... You know they they they're they're an up and coming team. They're still pretty young, and this is this is Victor Oladipo's first year as being like the real quote unquote man of the team. The you know the lead guy. He was still figuring things out. He was able to take LeBron to seven games, and the the Celtics that were under man didn't have two of their main players. And were led by essentially led by a rookie and two second year players. They were able to take LeBron in seven games. 
those two teams were able to take LeBron to like the brink of elimination, and he had to put out Herculean efforts to stay in and not get eliminated. They were able to take him to seven games, but an established team, the best team in the East record ride record record wise, a great a good system, uh, supposedly the deepest bench in the, in the league, the best bench in the league. Um, I believe they have the sixth man of the year and uh, Victor Van Fleet on the team. DeMar DeRozan was supposedly had a having a breakout year, being able to shoot to three. This team got swept. And it's not the coaching. It's not Dwayne Casey's. It, it wasn't Dwayne Casey's ability to reach the players. They just have fear. Of they just can't play against LeBron. LeBron, it really that Toronto is really LeBronto. He owns the the Raptors, and they just couldn't they could not get past that hump, that mental hump. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if a new voice is going to change anything, unless Nick Nurse completely changes their offense and does something about Kyle Lowry and. DeMar DeRozan shrinking against LeBron. I don't think there's any offensive game plan that you can come up with that can stop that. And it, it it's it was it was bad. It was sad. It was sad to see. It was, it was sad to see because I mean LeBron is not even defending like he used to be. He's not even a defender anymore. And he's still, you know, these guys were were not scoring right. They weren't defending, missing assignments. Maybe a move to the West or a move, a move to a, a conference where LeBron isn't, maybe that will help. But I just don't think that changing the culture is going to change anything. Now on the Pistons side, Dwayne Casey, he's, that's funny, he's moving from Toronto, which is really cold in the wintertime, to Detroit, which is really cold in the wintertime. So he's not, he's just going from a, a cold place to a cold place, but as far as the team goes, he's going to a team that doesn't have a lot of room to make an addition. I think Andre Drummond is locked down for, I think, a couple more years. Blake Griffin just signed a huge contract last last year, so he's he's going to be locked down. I think Reggie Jackson still has, I think, two more years in his contract, and he's coming back from injury. So there's not a lot of movement um, or assets for Dwayne Casey to work with this team. This team is pretty much who it is. Similarly to the Raptors, they both teams are pretty much locked down in who they have and what they can do. So it'll be is I'm I'm excited to see what Dwayne Casey can do. Uh, he's on record. I would think he went up to first take and spoke with Max Kellerman and. Uh, Stephen A. Smith about Blake Griffin having an IQ that's off the charts, and that's that's great and that's good and all. But you know, if his IQ is great, can he stay on the court? He's just been too injury prone these, these last what eight years, nine years since he's been drafted. He's just been too injury prone to really put any stock into him. Yeah, he's been show, he he has shown that he's a good player. And there was a year where he was almost 
he was in it. He was in the MVP conversation. I think he was like fourth or fifth. I forgot what, what year that was, but he can never stay healthy enough to complete the season or show up when they most need him. So I don't know how much Dwayne Casey, what he can do, and if he can bring out the superstar in Blake Griffin, how will he keep Blake Griffin on the court health wise? Because Blake Griffin has been through it all with the knees. Uh, the knees are just his downfall. And even the year that it wasn't the knees, I think it was a hamstring. And when he punched an assistant or and not an assistant, a, an equipment manager in the face and broke his hand, it's just always some, something. Some guys are just going to be injury prone. You just have guys that just get hurt just to get hurt. They just get hurt. And we'll see how Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond can mesh after a year. They're playing together a full uh, an off season a year a full summer of chemistry how they can come together, what can they do about their shooting that they they have, literally none. I think they'll be they'll be counting on Luke Kennard to make strides in the off season, and Stanley Johnson to make some strides and Reggie Jackson to stay healthy. So, I mean, I don't see much from this team. I I can see them, you know. Maybe Dwayne Casey can pull it out of them and maybe become a second, a second round exit. I, I don't see much more than that. The the East is not gonna is not getting enough credit, but they are slowly becoming a strong a stronger conference with the, the Celtics being who they are, and they have a lot of room to grow. The Philadelphia becoming who they becoming who they can be. The, the 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 Miami Heat are tough, and who knows what happens in the offseason. Maybe they get a guy to come in. They're tough out with the right help. Giannis, with the right shooting help, teammates that can shoot, him learning and developing, developing a better shot, He that the Bucks can become more dangerous. So you have what, then there's just, you know, the Raptors are still there. They're going to be fighting for a top five seed no matter what. So you have teams. I don't see at best. I can see the Clippers having a great season and being the four seed, but that's at best. So I don't. I don't see how much Dwayne Casey what he can do. And I, I like Dwayne Casey as a coach. He's a good coach. Um, well, let's see. We'll see. We'll see what he can do with those guys. We'll see. We'll see what he can do with that roster. But he's excited, and I'm happy for him. He didn't deserve to get fired for that. You know, it's just he's not on the court losing to LeBron. The system, his system was working enough to win them 55 games and get them to the second round and get them to conference finals and get them to semifinals all these years. It's, but, it, you know, at some point you got to draw a line. And you saw Majeri chose the players over the coach, and I can't, I don't blame him, but I just don't think it was the right move. But that's all in the past. He's with the Pistons. Nick Nurse is with the, the Toronto Raptors, and we'll see. We'll see how they both fair in the next season and we'll see if they are able to make any trades or any moves or how the draft affects them i don't think the raptors have a pick this year and i think they're only restrict they have fred van vliet to work with i think that's it that's the only free agent they can really resign and i don't know if they he comes back he might be worth more money than they're willing to give him so that'll be interesting and then the pistons i think they might have a pick I don't know what in the they should have a pick in the first round. So I don't know how that affects them. Who can they get? We'll see. All all interesting stuff. The at, at times the NBA offseason can be just as interesting 
as the reg- NBA regular season and definitely more interesting than the finals we were presented with. <laughs> no shots. Nah, all shots. Bang, bang, bang. If I had a a gun sound effect, I'd use it right now. But I... Bam. Oh, but you didn't know I had the guns in the holster and I could pull them out any time, any place, any time. Probably not right now because I'm, I'm not a violent person. So enough of that basketball stuff. Just want to get into too much of it today. You know, uh, any good music out there? I mean... I've been listening to on my playlist. I don't really listen to the radio or anything like that. I get all my music from Apple Music. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, what's this guy's name? I've been listening to his, his album Heavy Juice World. That's what I yeah Juice World. I've been listening to his album a lot. I think it's called Goodbye and Good Riddance. Uh, a couple you know, the singles on there are smashes. All girls are the same. Lucid dreams. Um, my favorite song is probably I'm Still. That goes hard in the whip. Car, for those of you who don't know what the whip is. Um, Hurt Me is good. There's a lot of good tracks on there. So I've been listening to that album a lot. Also, you know, got the old school cuts. Can't go wrong with the old school cuts. And J-Rock got that, got that single win. That's the workout anthem of the year. That's the workout anthem of the whole summer. Every time working out to that. Always got that song blasting in my ear. Headphones, everybody can hear it. I'm not going to have eardrums at the end of this summer because of that song. But, you know, got to put that work in in the gym. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. I Actually, I wasn't even shooting in the gym. I was just, I was jogging on the track. Just jogging around the track. But uh, other than that, uh, what else do we got? Any, what's left on the menu? Oh yeah, yeah, movies. Um, I think the Incredibles are coming out. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna see it when it comes out. I'm not like crazy excited about it. I think a lot of people are super excited. I'm kind of like, yeah, it can come or it can go. I would. It's been, it's been a long time for me. I kind of don't really care too much about that one. But Jurassic Park, I think that's coming out on twenty second. Yeah, I gotta see that. I love I love the Jurassic Park. I love dinosaurs. I love it all. When I was younger, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Can't even say it, right? I wanted to be a paleontologist because I love dinosaurs so much. I had all the books growing up, all the uh, all the documentaries on on Discovery Channel when they came on. I was always glued in front of it. Jurassic Park was always moved, was always the series. The Jurassic Park series is probably like the series that I watched the most as a kid. Like rewatch episode after episode after episode or movie after movie after movie i would rewatch it over and over again so i can't wait for that to come out definitely gonna be watching that either thursday night because they usually come out earlier than normal or i'll be watching it friday night gonna have fun all right so that's pretty much the close of the podcast it's a little rough um this is the very first one and thank you for the people who have stuck it out and are sticking through it with me. And, you know, next next week, hopefully we have another host on there. And we have, you know, it's a little more 
there's more co hopefully there's more cohesion no no hopefully there will be more cohesion i'm gonna have a logo we're gonna have more original music on here uh it's gonna be it's gonna take off and i'm and i'm, I'm glad that you know the listeners that are listening in on this you know this is uh, it, it's in my hopes that this takes off to a higher level and we can make a a platform out of it you know do all kind of discussions and do have you know this is just the start and it sounds crazy now but i i, I want to i really want to have a have this be bigger than what it is right now bigger than me sitting in front of a laptop with a microphone in front of my face and you know we can we can do it we can make this ours and you guys can be a part of this too so just stay tuned and keep on listening in and keep tuning in. Hopefully we can, I want to get at least one episode a week because I feel like, you know, that's a guess, that's a good one episode a week and also do some other things. I, I plan to have some, some guests on here, you know, some local maybe rappers or things like that. People who do interesting things, some fun things. You know, how I interview them on the podcast, put some of those things out. Uh, truthfully, I'm not going to lie. Since I live in Sacramento, I will be talking about the Kings a lot. <laughs> I'm not, I can't even lie. I can't even lie. It's the truth, man. I love my Kings. And I'm going to be talking about them. And some of it's going to be a little bit. Of, there's going to be rants. There's going to be depression. There's going to be overexcited. Uh, be, I'm going to be overexcited for no reason. It is what it is. Just know that you know you guys will experience that bumpy ride the bumpy ride that is being a kings fan so thank you guys for listening to the very first episode of unqualified and uneducated should i name this episode i don't know i don't even know if anyone's going to listen to it but it's your boy robert cleveland aka young dolo aka the rookie podcaster signing out <laughs>